0: Welcome back to Med Talks. In this episode, we speak to Dr. Lottie core who's a junior doctor, medical educator, and comics curator who runs a graphic medicine module for medical students at the University of Glasgow. Also this week, we're joined by Billy Healy, who's our publicity convener on the MedShare committee and was a student who took part in Dr. cores module. MedTalks. So obviously, you guys know each other through... In SSC in second year, and it was in graphic medicine. And I have personally I've never heard of that before, other than obviously I know it says medical illustrations on the bottom of the little, would you call them comics cartoons, I guess, around the hospital? But could you tell us what is graphic medicine?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So I think the kind of uh, definition that you'll find out there is the intersection between comics and healthcare. Um, but what it essentially means is, is any kind of comics, and that can be like web comics, that can be graphic novels, lots and lots of different uh, forms of comics um, that basically have themes of healthcare. Okay. Um, and these, these comics, um, there's lots of different ways you can use them. You can use them kind of to get more informed about a certain condition, for example. Um, some people use them as kind of um, educational for patients um, so have like a comic about a condition, know what to expect, what the symptoms are, etc. Um, and the other area that I'm kind of most interested in, what the SSC is mostly based on, is autobiographical works as well. So this can be um, patients, it can be patients' family members, it can be healthcare professionals as well, um, and they're creating their own comics um, to kind of show what it's like to live with a certain healthcare condition. Um, so you get kind of a real insight into what that is, um, as well as healthcare professionals making comics. Um, about their experiences of working in the field as well.
0: Okay, so when you create these comics, where are they going? Exactly? Where do they get produced or used?
1: Yeah, great question. Um, there's a there's a huge amount of kind of web comics out there. And by web comics, literally just means kind of comics posted on on the on the web. Um so there's there's some fantastic authors out there producing a lot of great content. And um, there's a, a, quite a few publishers that have Um, graphic medicine um, sections of their kind of um, work as well and so a lot of these works are published as novels Um, yeah all sorts really.
0: So I'm assuming the main bit and I guess the stuff that most uh, of us will have seen are I'm assuming that stuff like the hand washing descriptions and other such things in hospitals is that what you are involved with or other people within your profession are involved with?
1: Yeah there's again there's so many different ways you can use it I suppose that really speaks to kind of what what is comics um you know comics are just essentially pictures um in a sequence and multiple pictures you can have them with words but not necessarily and they just tell some sort of story or or, um in the in the case you're saying kind of giving information um so like you said kind of hand washing is a great example you see we see these in everyday life like if you go and I mean it's it's a long time since most of us have been on an airplane but you know the kind of little slip that you get in the seat in front of you and it's got like a it's got a comic hasn't it it's lots of pictures showing you what to do in case of emergency um so i think comics um for some people have a lot of kind of stigma towards that it's kind of um a genre that's um you know potentially uh, more aimed towards children for example it's kind of a a mediocre form of, of literature not comparable to others Um, And and definitely another stereotype is kind of dominated by superheroes as well. Um, And of course there are some great, great superhero comics out there, but um, as I've hopefully demonstrated comics, is kind of so much more than that and we see it in in everyday life. So there's so many different ways that we can use it.
2: Yeah. So with our, with our SSC that we did, um, it was more about how we can use comics to, to convey like our own stories um, and how the, how much of a, like a useful tool they can be with um, communicating those stories effectively to others. Um, so, so I, I think you, d- you definitely can have a, a wide spectrum. And a lot of the comics that we looked at weren't specifically about medicine. It was more about just someone telling, and it, like some someone who isn't involved in the medical field at all, telling a story about a condition or telling a story about um, a loved one. Um, so just thinking about, some more examples of of those I I think that's really what I found very interesting about the the topic um, is how we can very quickly understand someone else's perspective through this like graphic medium
1: yeah absolutely Billy and I think what you're saying there really speaks to how different people um, experience medicine so for us as healthcare practitioners you know medicine is quite um, usually quite well defined in our minds and someone is um, you know has a certain condition and um, you know that can be very much a part of our understanding whereas of course for patients that experience is so different you know that, that it's a part of their lives and there's, there's lots of different aspects of their life that can be um, that can be affected by by illness um, and so I think reading these accounts can be really helpful in in telling us as healthcare professionals just how many different ways and different aspects of people's lives can be affected
0: like that it sounds like a very valuable piece of work considering i think that's a lot of what is happening in medicine right now is changing it from the traditional sense of viewing a patient as a, as someone with an illness and that their life is affected by a list of symptoms and possible side effects and what we're saying here is that there's a story behind them and actually there is if we appreciate that we could probably treat a patient better and probably address their concerns more which is obviously a big part of medicine so i think clearly this is quite a quite an apt time to be talking about this since that's the big change within medical education so how did you get about to getting into graphic medicine like what's the background to to get into that sort of career path
1: yeah great question um it actually started when i was in medical school myself um it was kind of in initial parts of um, my course. And um, I actually came, came across comics. I didn't know that their comics existed for adults. I very much thought that that was, you know, a part of my childhood. I read things like kind of the Beano or Tintin or Asterix and Obelix when I was young. And then I just got to a certain age and I just thought, right, that's, I'm too old for that now. That's kind of childish or, you know, um, and I kind of stopped reading them. Um, and then I, ca- I came across um, Alison Bechdel's Fun Home um, at the time, I was um, like a young queer woman, and it's really easy to forget how different things are. But you know, when I was at medical school, gay marriage, for example, wasn't legal. That you know, attitudes are very different. And I think um, I was looking for a sense of community. And I, I read this book; it's an absolutely fantastic um, graphic novel. It's now been made into a musical as well, um, which is incredible. Um, but I I just found myself relating to these characters so much through the combination of pictures and words, and I. Found the, the sequel in the, the um, university library and I absolutely devoured the kind of graphic novel section. Um, and then I started thinking, well, can I combine these kind of interests? I, I, I really enjoy, I think these stories are really powerful. Um, can I combine this interest? And I, I think I just literally Googled comics and medicine. Um, and up came graphic medicine, um, which is um, a, a kind of huge field within, or a growing field within um, comics. Um, and they had a, a conference um, in Seattle at the time, um, and they had a, a call for art, um, and I just thought, oh, that's so amazing. I'm, I I would really like to try and draw my own comic, um, so I, I drew my own comic and submitted it, um, and it ended up being included in, in an anthology that they released that year, um, and yeah, it just was, it was a, a great experience. I felt I was feeling quite kind of burnt out at the time, and, and um, just kind of going through my studies, a lot of it was kind of quite textbook information, as you, as you said Lewis, kind of a list of symptoms. And I just, I found it really difficult to relate that to how that would affect somebody tangibly. Um, but kind of reading these accounts um, really helped me connect again with, with kind of the reasons that I've done the course. Um, and yeah, just kind of getting a bit more of an all round understanding of, of illness and, and what that means to someone. Um, so yeah, both, both through kind of reading comics and then drawing my own comics as well, um, I just had a, a real interest in it. Um, and that's kind, that kind of bubbled away in the background. And then finished my my um, my kind of medical school training. I started foundation, um, and then I, I um, did a job as a teaching, a clinical teaching fellow in NHS Lancashire. Um, and I was really lucky in that um, the people that I worked with were really encouraging about having our own projects um, that really kind of um, emphasised our own interests. And I kind of said offhand, "Oh, I actually think that this area of of kind of comics and, and medicine is really interesting. I think it would make a really great educational tool. And I'd read some papers of um, people in the states that had created um, modules similar to the one that I run. There's um, quite a lot of work at Penn State University. Michael Green in particular and uh, Kimberly Myers have published papers about about doing this in the states. Um, so I was really lucky that they were really supportive. And, and um, through working with the SSC department. Um, in particular, um, Joanne Burke has been been fantastic at um, kind of helping me set it up. So yeah, and then I, I started, um, started teaching it from there, really.
0: The other thing I was thinking about when you're talking there is, so right now you're a doctor, but do you actually practice on patients or are you spending most of your time drawing comics or is it a mix of both? How does it work?
1: Yeah, currently, it's a mix of both. Um, I work as a locum doctor, um, and I also teach the graphic medicine SSC. Um I've also got several other kind of projects um, as well, kind of out with um, an educational role. Um, so it, yeah, it really, it, it's really varied, and, and it's um, such a privilege really to be able to, to combine those two interests. Um, but yeah, I do, I do still practice clinically. Okay.
2: I was, one of the questions I was wondering was, um, where do you see yourself going in the next sort of five years so where do you see the field going like as a whole and also your part in the field
1: oh I love that question Billy. so <laughs> difficult to answer especially in these times who knows what's going the next year even is going to hold for us um thinking about kind of graphic medicine um as a field um I think that it has so much potential I think one of the key um things that we need to do out within the community is to try and help challenge these kind of barriers to, to incorporating it into um, just the core curriculum really and I think that's something that I'm really passionate about is um, so so far I've, the work that I've done is involve students selecting to to kind of um, to join this SSD whereas I think it has something to offer everyone Um absolutely so I think I think just kind of expanding the use of graphic medicine in, into the core curriculum is a really great um, avenue to go down um, i also think that um, thinking more about an educational perspective i think that comics are a really powerful medium that um that people could use in clinical practice um perhaps having kind of either information sheets that are are comics or um, providing kind of other such resources to, for patients to take away and to read um, is potentially um you know every patient's different but potentially using that as as a supplementary resource could be really helpful for some people. Um, I think in particular, comics are great at um, kind of transversing language barriers, for example, having kind of pictures to illustrate the words is really helpful to kind of aid understanding. Um, The use of humour can be really helpful in especially kind of um, helping challenge those kind of power imbalances that we still have in the kind of medical um, context and to kind of empower patients. Um, as well as helping patients not feel alone as well, kind of reading other people's accounts. So I think I think that's a really another interesting avenue. And yeah, it, there's, there's so many places to take it really, it's, it's hard to say, but I think those two areas um, really stand out to me as potential change in the next a couple of years, absolutely. Um, in terms of where I'll be in five years, um, a great question. I think for me, um, I'm, I'm really passionate about, so I've, I've done a lot of work with the University of Glasgow, um, and I think just to, um, kind of expand that and connect with the community and to see if, um, you know, other educational or um, healthcare trusts as well would be interested in this. Um, I've done some work in, during the kind of um, ongoing coronavirus pandemic at, um, towards the beginning of the first wave. I did a few workshops, I did one for um, the new FIY ones um, who had kind of graduated early to um, help with the pandemic. Um, so we did that, and that was kind of a, a well-being focus, and they kind of created their own comics about their experiences, um, and I did a similar thing for the medical education department as well. Um, so I think um, that predominantly I've worked in undergraduate, but I think postgraduate um, has a lot to offer as well, and there's there's so much that you can that you can do with it. So potentially maybe expanding into into a postgraduate setting as well. Who knows? Who knows?
0: But I guess a good question would be. It for Billy of what do you think you most took away from doing an SSC in graphic medicine? How do you think it's improved you as a medical student and a future doctor?
2: I think it's, I think the, one of the most important lessons that we kind of, we kind of took from it was this idea of like holistic care. And um, as we were saying earlier, patients aren't just a list of symptoms. I remember reading uh, Mum's Cancer, which is a very famous um, graphic medicine graphic novel, um, and that is about a, a, a comic illustrator, um, a well-known comic illustrator, and he talks. He basically goes through his, his story of his mum, her diagnosis and her treatment of of getting cancer, uh, and I think in that story, the doctors weren't really a major part they they were a very small area of the of the the narrative and the the narrative and the stuff that was really important to this guy and his family that was that was the stuff that was highlighted and it was it was the quality of life and it was dealing with the symptoms and the side effects of like the chemotherapy and things like that um that was really important so so i think if we as doctors want to treat patients better we've got to understand what's important to them and a lot of the times dealing with their symptoms isn't the most important thing it's being able to have a good quality of life while doing it and being able to preserve the things that they really care about and i think getting that insight from just being exposed to lots of different comics of exploring patient narratives um was was really really useful
1: yeah absolutely i think um there's That's a really important aspect of of the SC. It's great to hear that that you could take that um, away from from your time, um, Billy. I think, yeah, just to kind of build on what you said, it can be, especially, um, you know, in a busy healthcare environment where you're you're seeing high volumes of patients, for example, you know we're seeing and and kind of looking at the research we're seeing kind of a rise in, in empathy fatigue in both both in clinicians and also even at medical school you know if you measure your, at the beginning to the end of medical school you can see that people um can suffer from empathy fatigue and and one of the aims of the ssc and, and by reading these um graphic novels is to kind of re- again center yourself in, in you know what what you're um trying to do by kind of working with patients um and to kind of empathize with with their experience and to as as you said billy kind of acknowledge that it's not just the medical aspect that that we need to pay attention to but also kind of the cultural aspects social and political um ramifications of of illness and and health and um, so there's, there's lots of different um aspects absolutely um so again to kind of build on that the the other aspect of of the ssc that um, i personally uh, find so much interest in when, when we discuss it is thinking about how we develop our identity as professionals um kind of through the process of going to medical school and the transition from a layperson to a doctor is, is actually pretty massive it's a pretty huge undertaking um, through through those years and sometimes we don't get the space um, to kind of reflect and talk about that and, and how that's affected somebody um so i think it's it, it aims to kind of be um, a way of kind of examining those kind of unique and and also um, kind of common stresses um, and kind of experiences that that we go through as clinicians. Um, and the final aspect of of the course is actually creating our own comics. And um, so one of one of the final um, one of the final tasks of of the um, SSE is to make your own comic about becoming a doctor. Um, and I find it really interesting because again there's a there's a lot of um, hidden challenges to trying a new skill um, and a lot of students particularly at the beginning of the SSC as, as we've kind of already said um, you know have common worries like oh I, I don't have any drawing skills this is really uh, I feel really intimidated or um, this is this is kind of making me feel quite worried I, I don't want to try it because uh, I'm worried I'll fail you know that kind of all those kind of thoughts and if, if you relate that back to the course that you know having those kind of Um, barriers to learning can be so difficult in when you start your you you know your clinical practice you're trying so many new skills Um, and so it's great to kind of recognize that within yourself and those those barriers that when you then move into clinical practice that you can um, hopefully overcome those.
0: So what can comics do that other traditional media can't within the sort of medical perspective? Oh
1: there's there's so many different assets to this question I love that question um I think one aspect um that I really like is the comics ability to literalize metaphor and simile um so patients when they come to us um in a clinical context they often are trying to describe subjective symptoms um you know they might say things like oh if they've got chest pain they might say oh, I feel like I've got a weight on my chest or someone's standing on my chest um and these are kind of um, also reflected in kind of the way that we speak about healthcare, you know, say things like my battle with illness, my fight with illness is kind of military metaphor language. Um, whereas comics have the ability to literalize that metaphor or simile with an unlimited special effects budget. Um, so, for example, there's a fantastic um, novel by Matthew Johnston called I Had a Black Dog. Um, and a black dog is a term coined by Winston Churchill to mean depression. Um, and the author chooses to draw a physical black dog that kind of follows him around and to show his his illness which is you know of course a really um internal personal subjective experience and he makes it a separate part of himself um and this dog it starts off quite small it's like a little puppy and then it grows and grows and um it becomes really dominating it's kind of you know sitting on top of him it's getting in the way um there's a great image where he's got kind of, a, the the top of his head is, is missing and there's a dog digging in inside his brain. Um, and it's kind of to represent how much your concentration and memory can be affected by depression, for example. Um, so I think that that is a really great way to kind of gain an insight into, you know, the, yeah, that kind of that um, personal experience. So just to give it kind of um, a different perspective that you might not have seen before. Um, as well as that comics are, are pretty sh- usually quite short, so you can read it if you compare it to maybe a, a novel that was written just in prose, it would take so much longer to, just to get through. Um, I think as well, the if, if you think about the history of comics and um, kind of in the, the 60s and 70s, there was a huge pushback towards comics as, as a literary form, especially when it started catering towards children, they have things like comic book burnings, Um, especially in the States, it was a real kind of um, demonised kind of genre and and from that there's a kind of underground comics movement um, in the 60s and 70s and I think that 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 kind of history helps us today speak about kind of taboo subjects that are quite hard to address um, as well as allowing marginalised voices um, to be able to speak about their experiences and I think um, you know patients to empower them in, in that kind of power dynamic in the clinical context is so important. Um, and as well to, to allow healthcare professionals to speak about their struggles. I think um, you know th- things may, may be changing slowly but I, I do think in general that the our, our profession as a whole find it really difficult to speak about things that we find hard um, or you know things that we find challenging and um, to express our emotions you know we're seeing really really horrific things in, in our in our um, in our kind of day-to-day practice at times um so to to see people speak about that is is somewhat unusual. Um, So I think, yeah, again, that's kind of really important. Um, I also think, thinking about access as well. So um, again, I kind of mentioned language barriers and having those pictures can help aid understanding. Um, As well as if you're thinking about people creating it, it doesn't need a specific skill set. It's not like, you know, creating an oil painting where you, you have to have so much training, so many rules. Um, you know you can you can basically pick up a piece of paper and a pen or a pencil and that's all you need um so it's so much more accessible for for people um to be able to tell their stories um and finally I think um it's really great in representing experiences that are hard to depict in words especially kind of things like difficult emotions or um you know experiences that are very physical for example you can depict those the, the classic phrase a picture paints a thousand words but I do think that there is truth in that and I think that you can you can get across so much more with with the addition of pictures
0: there's a lot to unpack there that was a very <laughs> comprehensive answer but it's important you've definitely convinced me uh, but then perhaps looking at more a sort of practical aspect of it then mm. would be where do clinicians use comics in sort of their day-to-day practice
1: yeah great question um I think I would probably split this into two. I think the first part is clinicians themselves reading um, or potentially creating their own comics. Um, I think through reading it and, and, and kind of to build on those aims from the SSC, it kind of helps us appreciate how illness can affect people and remind us as well that patients are individuals and you know that there are so many different um, things that are important to patients or um, ways that il- the same illness can affect different people, for example um so i think it just helps remind us that you know patients have different priorities to us at times and that we need to make sure that we listen to that um, so yeah i think i think that can be really helpful to kind of read those accounts um i think it's great for clinicians to create their own comics as well just um and you know healthcare practitioners um yeah to kind of share kind of common um positives and and potential challenges in the profession um, to help aid understanding of the public what the life of a doctor is like for example um, so that's that's kind of a great aspect as well um, and then finally it's it's really a um, powerful tool to share with patients as well so you could either be um, sharing you know a, a, somebody's experience of a certain condition that that m- might be quite helpful to understand um, as well as thinking about um, more educational comics. So, um, kind of comics about different, um, symptoms and, and other aspects of, um, of health that we need to, um, potentially give patients to take away, to kind of digest. So have, having these kind of short, sweet, um, comics about that can be really helpful to kind of aid understanding. Um, so there's, there's so many different ways you can, can use it, but those are just a few.
0: I actually was wondering, because you create these comics and illustrations. Is there any well-known illustrations or comics you've created for the NHS that we might be able to find around one of our hospitals?
1: Oh, uh, you'll have to ask me about that again. I'm currently working on a project that I'm um, not able to tell you about presently. Um, but in the future, um, yes. But not, not. I can't. I'm afraid I can't give you any more information than that right now.
0: Not even where to look, possibly in the future.
1: Um no i actually can't <laughs> i've signed a contract i'm not allowed <laughs> um but I'm, maybe by the time this podcast is released i'll be able to give you a bit more information
0: advice for your time as a doctor so far what advice would you have for medical students at any stage at all
1: i think for me my preconceptions about medicine is is I really bought into a lot of that rhetoric that medicine becomes your life. And I think that there are some aspects of medicine that make it more challenging to maintain a work-life balance than um, you know, things like working weekends and, and evenings and nights. Um, but I'm really passionate about maintaining your interests. Um, and I think that's something that's so, so important for, for, your, for yourself, for your well-being for your kind of life out, to, to get a good balance outside of work. Um, so I'd say definitely don't, don't kind of lose that. Make sure that you prioritise that um, throughout your training. Um, I think as well, always follow your interests. And there are maybe jobs or roles out there that aren't necessary, the kind of well-trodden path or the specialty that everybody knows about. Um, but it is possible medicine, you know, you'll probably hear this in a million lectures, but it is such a diverse field. There's so much that you can do with it. Um, I've been really lucky in that I've been able to follow my interests and to combine that but I think there's there's lots of different ways you can do that so that that would definitely be something that's that I've learned over time and and not to be afraid to follow that even if you don't know anyone that's not done it before Um, and finally I'd say when you start work always eat your lunch I cannot tell you how important that is Um, your day will be terrible as a result and you might think you're saving time but you'll take so much longer to do things if you're if you haven't eaten and you're feeling tired especially on a, on a kind of late shift um so always always eat your lunch would be my my final advice there
0: love that stay hydrated and eat your lunch
1: yeah for sure for sure hard, hard to remember but really important
0: i don't know if there's anything you particularly want to end on i've usually tried to end it on like either something funny or sort of like quite a good little speech and it just kind of cuts out because you have any low, low pressure
1: low stakes then just sort of hilarious <laughs> or just a really profound message. Yeah, yeah sorry <laughs> i've just set some really
2: high standards